0: And once I started to see like the process working and us gaining the momentum and really knocking off the debt one by one, I had more confidence in the process, but also in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I trust him, like this is working, like this is, this is getting better, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I was more encouraged to keep going.
1: Welcome to the neighborhood. My name is Michael Lacey husband, father, and host of The Wealthy Neighbor Show, where every week we bring you an amazing interview or a message to inspire you as you build wealth for your family. Thanks for stopping by the neighborhood. Now let's jump right in with today's message. Welcome to episode 16 of The Wealthy Neighbor Show. Today, we have Melissa and Murphy Stewart stopping by the neighborhood and Mel and Murph are the power couple actually behind the site Fit and Funds. And this site was created to help everyday couples just like them, not only master their finances, but also maintain a healthy lifestyle. And today they're here to share how they were able to pay off $229,000 worth of debt in just five short years. So Mel and Murph, thank you guys for being here today. I mean, it's a pleasure to be able to sit down and talk to you guys about your journey. But before we even get into that, can you guys just share with the neighbors out there how the two of you even met and came to be a couple?
2: Yeah, yeah. So our, our, I guess, yeah, us becoming one now, um, it started off at the, um, you know, ironically enough, um, a bank called Wells Fargo. That was about 10 years ago. At the time, we were um, working at separate branches in our county. I went to her branch at the time to do to pick up something from a, a friend who I used to work with at the at uh, a branch that we used to work at, and I did I looked to my right and did a little double take on this beautiful blonde girl in uh one of the, uh, what do you call it at the time? Uh, it's kind of like um, a a lockbox, yeah, safe, yeah, safe room, the safe box room, and um I looked did a little double take and I'm I'm, you know I'm striking by her beauty. And I'm trying to understand who she is and everything. I've seen her once or twice before in my, in my main branch, but, um, long story short, I went back to my branch and she was the first person or more sort of the first girl that I emailed out, if you will. (laughs) And it was, it was, it was fun because, you know, it was, it was something that was new to me. And I emailed her and, you know, kind of invited her into a group date first to make sure that, she was she felt comfortable to to be around me, and then that's when it kind of um it progressed into becoming a one on one, and then here we are today. So yeah. And yeah.
0: my cousin actually worked at the same branch, the mm-hmm. Wells Fargo branch that he was at. So I was a little bit more hesitant, but she kind of convinced me because she's like, "He's a really nice guy, and he's not your typical mm-hmm. you know guy that's not ready to like commit, and mm-hmm. he really likes you, and whatever." So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the rest is history
1: okay so you guys have this chance encounter right and i have to ask both of you separately how were you guys managing money as individuals at that time
2: horribly yeah. um yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't even know it, yeah it so really i guess i can start um like you said, you know, we met ironically enough at the bank, right? You know, where we supposed to get the right tools and resources in order to become financially stable, but honestly, still, still utilize credit to the max. Um, I was always on overdraft. Um, always had to go in and t- to do um, kind of withdrawals from my savings, and then get an overdraft because I went overdrawn, and then paying those excessive overdraft fees. It was kind of a perpetual cycle that had almost like no end to it. So it was just and, and here I am trying to sit in front of people, helping them manage their finances in regards to the banking activities that they came to me and um to be uh, to be trusted, to be trustworthy for their finances. So I just it was a horrible in a horrible mess. Still had a crazy amount of loans, car loans and all course student loans at the time. So yeah, know.
0: prior to working at the bank, um, I took out a lot of student loans. Um, and so basically, like the school that I went to, they would cut me a check for like. 12 grand like every I don't know three to six months and then I would live off of that but I would like spend that money on like just you know clothes and like going out and like alcohol and it was just like but then on top of that I was also utilizing my college credit card so once I graduated college I was using that to like pay bills like to pay rent I was just so blinded like I think the first six months of our our relationship like My friend was getting married in Hawaii, and so I invited him, and like I paid for like everything. And I think he thought that like I thought she was
2: rolling in the dough, my man.
0: Yeah, but I used my college (laughs) credit card to fund that. And I remember before going on that trip, I called the bank and I'm like, "Can I get an increase in my limit?" And they like rejected me because probably because I had so much debt, like all my student loan debt. I just couldn't get an increase on that card. So. I was just in so much denial, like just kept racking up the debt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it continued into the early years of our marriage, but Mm -hmm. it was just out of control, to say the least.
1: So Murphy, you said something very interesting. You said, I thought she was rolling in the dough, man. I mean, kind of talk about that experience. I mean, just kind of what was going through your mind. I mean, you're, you you got to be thinking like, dang, I think I hit the jackpot here. Like- no, no,
2: for sure. So Mike, so keep in mind, my friend, I'm I'm sitting, you know, being with this girl trying to establish a relationship, trying to mold into this thing that it is today. But the thing is, at the time, I'm like, okay, so she's staying in a really beautiful studio apartment um, in one of uh, a really affluent area at the time. And you know, she's, you know, at working at at the bank and I knew what position she was in. So I kind of identified how much she was making, but not really. But here she is, you know, going such and such to vacations. And here we go. To Hawaii, she asked me and I felt really elated to go. Of course, it's Hawaii. Who, who does not want to go to Hawaii? But I'm just sitting there trying to say, I'm like, wow, I'm not. She, she really got her stuff together. My God, like she she's really, she probably has a nice savings account. She's probably financially stable. All these things was coming to my mind that when I actually you know, when worst comes to worst, she tells me that she financed the whole thing on credit cards and she was in student loan debt, you know, it, it was definitely, it, you know, it didn't make me not want to be with her, of course, but it definitely opened my eyes to the, the realization of how people can live um, normal and um, in a way kind of have that facade that they're they're doing well. But, you know, also that was broken based on her um, her willingness and transparency with me. So...
1: Yeah. So Melissa, I mean, going back to that, because we just kind of laid out this elaborate lifestyle for you at that point, did you feel like, Hey, I'm doing all right. Or did you kind of feel like you were struggling financially?
0: I think I was, I was kind of grew up in a home where just like, we always struggled with money, you know? So like money was always like, we can't afford it or we, we, it's just too much money, you know? So it was like, I was found myself in that exact spot. Like you know i was driving a nice car and like you know i had this facade right this facade of like i i have money i'm wealthy i'm doing well i'm well off but it was really i was just really like drowning in mm-hmm. that debt and just like financial like mindset of like repeating that of like never having enough like just always going to struggle financially and so it was just a really dark place mm-hmm. like really really dark but really i just kind of covered it up because i just you know had the makeup and the clothes and the car (laughs) like -hmm. right right. i just was just avoiding it
1: so Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then you if i'm understanding this correctly melissa you came to murphy with your debt and your financial situation right i think so
0: yeah we both kind of opened up Mm -hmm. eventually at
1: the same time Um,
0: Mm -hmm. i think in the the planning of our wedding we actually tried to get (laughs) like a fifteen thousand dollar loan and i remember that was the time where the bank we weren't able to get approved for that loan yeah
2: big denial so Mm -hmm. that
0: was kind of like a sting you know it was like well why not and Mm -hmm. then i think we kind of glossed over like our debt at the time like when we were getting married of like well this is this is how much we have kind of thing but it wasn't we didn't go in depth at that point it was just kind of like, ouch, we can't get approved for another loan? What what the heck? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so then I mean, what ended up happening with the wedding story? I'm asking that because I'm just kidding. Look, I'm in sure. now. Like I'm just
0: like- <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the bank the bank wouldn't approve it, but we actually reached out to a family member and they loaned us the money mm-hmm. um without interest and we we worked to pay that back over the first few years of our marriage. Um, So it wasn't a very costly wedding, but I mean, it was a big, it was a big chunk of money. Mm -hmm, So um, that's how we kind of funded our our,
1: our wedding and our honeymoon so gotcha you know i i love the 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 wedding honeymoon stories because i don't know if you guys know this but on our honeymoon is where my wife and i had one of our first financial conversations and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where we came clean about our finances was literally on the honeymoon like we couldn't have picked a better place Uh, and so that but that was where we kind of it kind of hit us because like We're spending all this money. And at the end of the day, we're both in the back. Well, for I was in the back of my mind going, Man, you know, we're spending a lot of money on this thing, but we still have rent and we still have these car payments and we still have these credit cards. And so, like, there was this internal struggle with me. I mean, she wasn't really feeling it. She was just like, It's our honeymoon, let's go crazy. But I was starting to feel that. And so it led to an uncomfortable discussion on our honeymoon. And so I'm curious, when was that moment for you guys where, you know, one or both of you felt like hey, we're going in the wrong direction with this thing. We might need to consider doing something different.
2: Yeah. So yeah, now this comes to, um, okay, so this that's a really good question because this is about five and a half years ago when we actually began our death-free journey. Um, I was, you know, something that we like do um, heavily is I'm mean, investing in ourselves, especially here, our mental state, right? Uh, our mental health for sure. And I, mem- I remember specifically vividly me being in one of my therapist's office, um, my therapist's office at the time. And I was sitting in the lobby and, you know, at the time I was broken as a man, um, as a husband, just really trying to figure out what went wrong in regards to our finances and every other aspect of our marriage. And I just didn't know how we got to a moment of rock bottom, they call it. Right. And um, specifically finances, because we we just we were um, over, you know, overspending every category of our um, household. We didn't know which way was up. Our student loans was ridiculous. We didn't know how much we had at the time, obviously, because we're still in the infancy stage. But um something clicked. I remember a friend or family member in the past telling me about some man named um, Dave Ramsey. And um, you know, it just it just it just populated instantly and I did my research instantaneously at the time and found out, you know, this whole man's story and how much he'd helped millions of people get out of debt. And he has a, a simple, a simplistic method of getting out of debt. And i and I thought that was um, you know, enlightening to me because I didn't, you know, didn't know how to get out of debt let alone um, what the, the steps are to do that. But long story short, brought it home to Melissa, showed her she was not enthusiastic as I was. I was heavily enthusiastic. But um, but yeah, so that was the start of our debt-free journey.
1: Yeah. So Melissa, I mean, what was giving you pause about that? Because, and the only reason I asked that question is again, same situation with me. I, you know, after our honeymoon, I come home, I'm Googling, I find like three or four people that I'm following. I got all this info. And then I'm just like, all right, we're getting on a budget. We're doing this, we're doing that. And my mm-hmm. wife was like, mm-hmm. nah, bro, it ain't, mm-hmm. ain't going to be like that. And so Melissa, like kind of, what was the hesitation for you?
0: Um, I guess I was just, Again, like the denial just kind of kept me like wanting to avoid, avoid, avoid. And I was just like, this is just too much work. Like, and then also like I had just gotten a new job. So I was like, well, I want to like fund my lifestyle. Like I want to have my new clothes and my new wardrobe and like, um, you know, like kind of like the debt will always be there. And I remember like that um, year that we were going to start that New Year's Eve was kind of like our last hurrah. And it was just, we funded this like New Year's Eve party with like money that we didn't have.
2: Very elaborate. Yes. Party.
0: (laughs) I really like needed to go to the doctor and like Mm. have some medical stuff taken care of with that money. But instead, I was like, no, I wanna like go out with my friends and like get a nice dress. And then, anyways, the night just turned out like really bad. Like champagne spilled all over me. And so, like, I don't know. At that point, I was like, okay you know, like, we got to make a change, but I'm not really feeling this. Mm -hmm. And, but I was just like, in kind of like a, again, like a desperate dark place where I was like, okay, like, I was a little bit open to it. So I think like that January is when we started officially started our debt free journey. And, um, you know, it took me about a year to get on board. um, Because it involved a lot of sacrifice. I think we sold our car Mm -hmm. that first year, we were sharing a car and, we were commuting together and um, you know, just all of our extra cash was like really going towards like the money that we had owed. And like, I didn't even want to think about how much student loan debt I had like Mm -hmm. that first year. I was just like, Nope, I don't want to talk about it. Like Uh, I don't want to go there. Like, mm -hmm. so um, it took some time, but at first I definitely was hesitant for
1: sure. You know, my wife and I, We just celebrated our five year anniversary in October. Congratulations, my man. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, when I'm talking about our money journey, I always say like that month or two where I was trying to get her on board with the financial plan, that was the hardest stretch of our entire marriage. We fought Mm -hmm. more in that short time than we have in any amount of time since. And so I'm just curious. I mean, what kind of effect did that have on you guys' marriage? Because Murph, you you know, you said you were like you were ready to go. You're like you yeah, we're doing this. And Melissa, you were you said it, you know it, it took you kind of like a year to get fully on board. So did that have any effect on your marriage, the communication, anything like that?
2: Oh, absolutely. It, it put a strain for sure because you know just think about you know changing a beha- your behavior that you've um adopted for many years you know for us it was what um at at the time 20 plus years at the time that we adopted this behavior just to stay put on what we've learned in the past so to kind of extract ourselves and change the paradigm of our you know of our life um, um perception it put strain because we had to push ourselves to a different aspect of living in regards to our finances um But I said it put a strain on on our marriage, but the thing is it actually opened up and actually removed that strain to allow us to be more um, intimate um, relationally, to open up about different aspects of our marriage financially, because finances is so personal. We don't like talking about that at all. And we didn't, we really did, you know, even though we combined our finances together as we got married, but, you know, it really opened up a new door that we never really experienced in our marriage. And um, it was so incredible to understand that we both, we wanted to get out of debt, but you know, we had a kind of um, kind of put together tune um two and two to figure out, okay, how can we do this together? Because we didn't agree on certain components of what I was actually disseminating to at the time in regards to this program, there was no way. But it, it really put a strain first, but then it helped us progress towards opening up and actually bettering our marriage at the time. That was yeah. how I yeah. perceived it. I think
0: that yeah. um in the beginning it was just I was so blinded, it was like I really just had to trust the process Mm -hmm. and like trust Murphy. And once I started to see like the process working and us gaining the momentum and like really knocking off the debt one by one, I had more confidence in the process, but also in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I trust him like, this is working like this is this is getting better, you know, so mm-hmm. like I, I was like more encouraged to keep going.
1: So when you guys started, you had two hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars worth of debt. Were you, did you guys start with the snowball or the avalanche? How did you which method did you guys go towards?
2: Yeah. yeah. So we did um, Dave Ramsey snowball snowball. Okay. So we start with the okay. smallest amount, um, amount of debt, and then move towards the big one. Of course, right? Okay. And you said something. You hit something on the head, Michael, about us having two hundred twenty nine thousand dollars in debt. So we didn't know we had that much. Um, so it's the weird thing is this. I think about two to three years into our debt free journey, you know, we thought we had about one hundred and eighty nine ish. Okay. But something was wasn't adding up, and for me, I'm I'm a numbers guy, and I understand, you know, we could, we put all that debt on the table, but something was not adding up. So I did a reassessment on our financial standing in regards to how much debt we had, and my eyes was, you know, I I, I was woke, sorry, I think you know woke me. Mm-hmm. I was I was I was woke at that time because I'm seeing, wow, well, well we owe how much? So you just add another thirty, forty thousand dollars to that number, and I was completely, I was shook that the, the fact that I thought we had this much, but then no, we actually had that much which was $229,000 in debt so it, it was a very uh a, a experience that was um eye-opening for sure
1: so, so how did those numbers break down
2: I mean regards to what we had or just
1: right right the total debt yeah
2: yeah yeah so the total debt so we had um Medical, yeah IRS, IRS credit um, cards cars um, Line of credit. We, lines of credits. Um, you said IRS.
0: Yeah, <laughs> student loans. Murphy had mm-hmm. student loans. I had. Stu- I had a.
2: She a had a majority of, student of the student loans. So yes, like
0: one hundred twenty-five thousand of of all of our. Yeah. debt and then the remaining of it was the consumer debt. Yeah. So those were the smaller ones, which we started with this. You know, the consumer debt, and then I thought we would be like debt free once we were like done with the consumer debt, but Murphy was like, "No, mm-hmm. we gotta keep going. We gotta mm-hmm. pay off your student loans." So. Um, and
1: we
2: did. We continued on. Yeah, we had we had everything under the sun, Michael. Everything yeah. under the sun, unfortunately.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, what was that? You know, you said you're a Dave Ramsey guy, and I, and, I mean, I'm familiar with Dave Ramsey. I yeah, worked yeah, the yeah. Dave Ramsey plan myself, yeah. but for the person out there who may not know, I mean, what was the first step you guys had to take as you guys moved towards that freedom?
2: Yeah, so uh, we can elaborate on this one. So, also, step one is $1,000 um, to get into your mini baby step one, right? But for us, we thought about it differently because uh, we had to first get on the same page. I feel like that was like kind of ground zero, step one. We had to make sure we um aligned in the the purpose and goals of why we were doing this. We always we always established why we were doing what we were doing. So that was kind of step one, and then obviously the next step was getting that emergency fund of a thousand dollars. And then baby step two was tackling the um all the debt, excluding excluding the mortgage, but which at the time we didn't have a mortgage, but we just took care of all the debt that was in our names and we tackled it from small to the biggest one. So that that was the um, the aspect in which we took.
1: Okay. So then when you guys actually laid it all out and then you got settled on that right number, right? The 229. <laughs> yes. Did, did you guys have a timeline for paying that off? Uh, and then how long did it actually take versus the timeline that you had in your head? I'll let you know.
0: Yeah. So to begin <laughs> with, we didn't set up a timeline. We just kind of went you know, all in mm-hmm. and like little by little, um, but yeah, I was always all along. Even after the first year, I was always like, I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Like, I just like I was just like, I don't want to know how long this is going to take us. Like, it's so exhausting and grueling. I'm like, I hate this. You know, like right, right. Um. So, but Murphy, he was always like, well, it's going to take us, you know, two years yeah. or three years. Um. You know to finish this but I would say like the last year I was so tired like I think it was spring of 18 2018 I was like I need an end date like I need an end date let's crunch these numbers and you know Murphy had always had kind of like the end in mind and he'd remind me but we really that's when I we really sat down and I was like okay like we need three thousand eight hundred thirty three dollars Every single month to finish this by April of 2019, mm-hmm. and so we put that number up on the wall. And I looked at that every day, and I was like, "Okay, three thousand eight hundred thirty-three dollars." And then, yeah. so that's kind of how I mean that kept they yeah. Kept this
2: going. And I can add it into that a little bit more. Um, so I've always, Michael, I've always had an end date, <laughs> but I just never really brought it up to Melissa and, um, based on what she just you know elaborated on. She didn't want to know, right? But I secretly did have that end date. Because uh, me being a numbers person, I had to have a goal. You know, right. you have a, I had to had a goal in mind. That was something that I really had to do. So I, I implemented it in regards to conversations that we had. But you know, like I said, she had those um, those fingers in her ears. She didn't want to hear. She was wanting to do the work and everything. But I knew that we, if we reached that moment um, of clarity, that allowed me to okay, cool. We, we need the X amount of five years in time. That was a, that was kind of roughly the round number which I had initially. But the last year, as she said, that was when she really said, okay, I need to kind of visually see that end date now. And that's where we implemented that visually on our right. um, journey. So.
1: so, Melissa, you know, I, I love that you said that because I'm a firm believer in having visuals around the house and all those sorts of things to keep you motivated. What, I mean, what do you feel that did for you?
0: Um, I mean, it was just like just motivating. I mean, I would look at that every single day and I think it, it kind of like, I would just kind of like meditate on it in a way like it would be in my mind, in the forefront of my mind. Like, and then I was just like, and also too with that number, we had like three things on there that we were going to do once we were debt free. And it was moving, um, uh, a debt free vacation Mm -hmm. and starting, starting like family planning. And so that to me was like, okay, like I can finish this because like, I want that so bad, (laughs) you know, it was just like, I think it was just, like, looking at that every single day really kept me focused. And, like, you know, also, too, we did have, like, a a thermometer, too, that we would, like, (laughs) kind of color in. We did. um, We didn't really keep that up to date that Mm -mm, often. We didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, So, I mean, you guys were plowing away at this for quite a while. I mean, a couple years, you guys were digging yourselves out of this mm -hmm. hole. Did you have any like setbacks or anything like that on your journey? And if you did, I mean, why didn't that keep you guys from quitting?
2: Yeah, I can just remember one moment. Um, I think most of what she was saying it earlier. She kind of alluded to it about how there came to a point that it became so hard in regards to kind of seeing that big um, number of her student loan debt. Like, like I said, she had a majority of it, right? So that was so. Monumental, or more so. It was almost it was insurmountable to her. And uh, I want to tell a quick story on this because this really is going to help um, kind of bring more context. Um, so, her, her we sent her grandma an email about our situation financially, and her email, uh, her her grandma sent the email back and replied about how my wife is not going to get the student loan paid for or paid off until she's in her menopause stage. So. So that hit me hard. Um, I was so angry. I was it lit a fire underneath me to really determine that we were not going to let that happen, you know. And it's like we. So I took that and kind of added more fuel to the fire. But the the hindrances that we had, I think it was just the the exhaustion. You know, the continuation of putting forth all this money that we've earned based on commissions and on past checks that we got from different employers over time. It was just we saw this money going out the window, and it was just so hard to kind of fathom every month that we were throwing this money to our stupidity that happened in our past life. But I think that that was some aspect of hindrances that I can imagine that we had those crossroads that to determine are we going to keep doing it or we are not. But I think our why kept us going. We had to keep redirecting and align ourselves with what our why that helped us progress in this journey.
0: Yeah, I would just say like the pure exhaustion, mm-hmm. and then. um you know, along our journey, we took like weekend getaways, but mm-hmm. we didn't do any like big vacations, yeah. like, you know, and so that was another yep. thing too, where I was like, I'm working so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. Like, I just want to take a vacation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, seeing all these other people like take travel, you know, different places, it was just really difficult to be like, okay, well, Sunday, I guess we can do that, you know, and so it was just like, just like kind of like that heartache of like, Oh, when are we going to just like get this out of our lives yeah. so that we can just move past it, you know? And, um, it's just, it was just an emotional kind of journey too. Cause it just came with a lot of different, like, um, like shame mm-hmm. and like feelings of just like anger and like, how did I get myself in this much debt? And so it was just like working through all of that too. Like Murphy was saying, it's not just about the debt. It's mm-hmm. really deeper than that. You know, it's really like, like, just working on yourself, like, those things and how you grew up and, like, just all those different aspects of your life um, are really uncovered mm-hmm. when you're going through this journey. So.
1: Very true. Right. Right. So, Murph, I mean, this question's for you, you know, because, again, me and you kind of came at it from the same perspective. Like, I was so determined to get this debt done. Mm-hmm. And we paid ours off in 16 months, which is pretty fast, according yeah. to some yeah. sta- standards. Absolutely there were still times within that 16 months where even though it was a short amount of time and I knew it was a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. I would get like, Oh my gosh, this is never going to end. And just a little discouraged, a little down, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. how did you keep yourself motivated as the person who's kind of leading this charge, you know, when you kind of felt those moments on those days?
2: Yeah. good, Good question. So, um, for me, I, I've always been so competitive. Um, I've come from background, uh, athletic background. So when I set my mind to something, I'm going to do it, like regardless of what the, the obstacles I'd be f- confronting along the way. Um, and also God, too. You know, I'm a faith-based family. You know, I'm a man of God. I believe that when God, he, he seriously inserted this plan, this man's name in my mind. And I really truly believe that he gave me this tool to now utilize in our family to change our the trajectory of our family tree. So I was not gonna give up on myself because me being a leader of my family, and and the reason I'm saying leader of my family because I never had that when I was younger. My dad, he was he was rarely around, so that was something that was I was not gonna repeat those patterns um, to then let my family um, kind of um, die financially, if you will. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. so I had that in the back of my mind to change not only the future generation of my our family tree, but now too because I was not gonna um, quit on something that I've seriously thing i got from god and then talk, look at my wife say babe i, I can't do it anymore i've never had that mentality going into it and i never had it while going through it so i was always someone competitively um really aiming for towards the, the future of our success in this journey i never gave up on the fact that we can do this because i saw the end the end result i'm like if we just do this monthly it was going to happen but of course it wasn't perfect because obviously exhaustion takes place arguments and kind of manipulating the budget here and there. But I never felt that I could not do it based on what I just saw said. So,
1: yeah. So then you guys hit that moment where Mm -hmm. you hit submit or you dropped the check off Mm -hmm. or whatever you did for that last payment. What was that day like? What was that moment like for you guys together as a couple?
0: gosh i don't think we slept like the first d-
1: mm. days
0: leading up to that I did it was not so many feelings of emotions like excitement and like just like relief and um like it was like probably the second best day of our lives
2: like it, it was, was amazing it was. it
0: was so awesome like just the adrenaline mm. and like oh my gosh and then you know of course after that it was just kind of like wow like of course like Emotional, like tears, and mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> just, like awesome. But yeah, the worst—the word I can come up with—is exhilarating um, and life-changing for sure. Um, yeah. And just really a sense of accomplishment um, to that magnitude, because I don't think I've ever individually accomplished something so so magnificent and significant for sure. But also, we we got to share it with um, our community online on Instagram, and I really that was that was really cool. That was awesome to kind of experience that because. We, we didn't really um, divulge our journey until maybe the last year of our journey of our debt freedom. But um it was just so awesome to be um, in San Francisco at the time yeah. is where we did a debt free scream and it could really show and pronounce our new beginning, this new chapter in our in our marriage, in our lives. It was such an exhilarating experience. And it's only something that I, I can talk to, on blue in my face, but it's just something that you have to experience yourself. I can only give you a tip top of what it felt like, but once you're in it, it just—it's almost something that you can't really explain. And I'm sure you can feel the same way, you and wife. Absolutely. It's something that it's just incredible to know that wow, okay, we we have we will not have no more debt going towards any banks, any um, IRS, or any car dealerships. It's like this is all our money now that we can actually utilize appropriately for our family.
1: Yeah. So you guys were living in San Francisco. That's a San Francisco high, Bay Area.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a
1: high cost of living area. And you mm-hmm. paid off $229,000 living in that high cost of living yes. area. First yes. off, that's incredible. But I mean, second, you know, what would you say to somebody who's in that area that mm-hmm. has that excuse of, well, it's super expensive here and I can't do it for myself? I mean, what would you say to that person?
2: R- rent cheaply, for sure. And one thing that really at the end of kind of towards the end of our journey is to hang out with like-minded people, um, you know, physically and also, you know, digitally, if if you will, online, because that camaraderie really um, extended or more so build momentum to the max, allowing us to really push forward to that debt-free freedom journey date. Date, I should say, because the reason why I say that, because we were aiming for April of this year but we actually finished a month um, a month earlier so that really that was even surprising for us because you know we hit it a month early which was a huge accomplishment so
1: yeah so you mentioned Dave Ramsey when we first started talking were there any other books or podcasts or anything like that that you guys were listening to that were you know kind of helping feed yourselves and, and give you that energy and keep you aligned with a certain strategy
2: yeah um, so the books I read, it wasn't necessarily, I, I well, there's a few. I think my wife, she can kind of elaborate. But for me, I listened to a lot of podcasts and also Dave Ramsey was one of them. But I also listen to things that helped me gain more perspective in different paradigms, right? Um, you know, I think one, I don't know if you heard of Gary Vaynerchuk was in, was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis Howe's um, School of Greatness. Just those avenues and gateways to listen to p- other people's success stories on how they Gain momentum and building whatever goal they were shooting for—fitness-wise, personal-wise, finance-wise, whatever. But um, you know, I think you know we read, or my wife, she started with um, I think what was it um, actually no, I'm sorry, Million Millionaire Next Door by Tom Stanley. Yeah, Tom Stanley, that was that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I uh, made another book I read was uh, I think Linchpin. That was that was another one, just kind of more so a personal aspect, but financially i think i can have my wife talk about that one cuz she she read a lot more financial books than i did
0: oh. um so total money makeover by dave ramsey course, we yeah. started reading that but we, we
2: didn't finish, to finish it. <laughs> and
0: then um, also you know financial peace university um we did the class like year 3 on our journey mm-hmm. and we actually watched it via online at home um but you know we were able to like do the the course together mm-hmm. and talk about our answers um so yeah i I would I'm a big podcaster now too. I think in the last like year and a half or so since we've been online like just listening to some of the podcasts um of some of the people that we follow like his and her money and um just different podcasts that you know aside from financial mm-hmm. uh literacy things like that like Rachel and Dave Hollis um there's just so many gosh who else
2: So So many, it's just a plethora of them for sure. I can't even name them all, but, um, yeah, so it wasn't, you know, strictly financial things that, that, you know, but so many, it was a a kind of grabs of an array of things that allow us to build momentum and keep us, keep us, um, physically and more so mentally, um, you know, building momentum to get through this, this, this long trek of five years doing this debt free journey. So it was, you can only imagine, the things that we had to consume to make sure that we were actually feeding ourselves appropriately to, you know, keeping track of the long lasting effect and goal reaching that. Yeah, so we
0: had no idea that like there was other people out there that were mm-hmm. paying off debt. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, the first like <laughs> yeah. four years we kind of were like, okay, you know, cause yeah. I, I didn't listen to the Dave Ramsey show at all. Like, or the debt free screens, mm-hmm. um, unless it was on in the car when we were driving. Yep. But, um, I just had no idea that like there was people out there doing what we were doing and like, you know, people out there really trying to help you pay off debt and like give you insight of ways to save money. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this whole new world once we got on social media. Very true. Like, wow. There's so many free resources out there. You know, all I have to do is like download their podcasts or like Google, you know? Yep. So yeah. it's just like on and on and on. There's so much um, deep, knowledge out there that you
1: can find that can help you. So, yeah, I love the fact that you guys mentioned other podcasts and other books that weren't financial related, because I'm a believer that most of this journey, especially when you're on one for five years, right? Mm -hmm. Most of it is mental. And so, you know, podcasts like school of greatness and things like that are going to help you with that mental side that are going to help you persevere and hit that goal so i'm glad that you guys mentioned that but i want to go forward a little bit uh, because you know you guys pay off your debt and it's this incredible accomplishment and you know things feel amazing but then what happens next with you guys i mean what's the next goal yeah no
0: that's a great question um When we paid off our debt, it was amazing, as we were just describing. I think um, the next couple months into it, uh, we realized, wow, like we're still doing the same grind. Like we're still, you know, Um, so we kind of had to like slow down a little bit. And, um, you know, immediately we moved, which we wanted to do to get closer to work. Um, And then we were able to like take a debt free vacation Mm -hmm. celebration and do a lot of different celebrations. but what ne- what's next is now we're really starting to just like, you know, build up our emergency fund and uh, leading into the new year, doing some traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like starting to invest and uh, meet with a financial advisor um, to kind of talk about like where we're headed with our building wealth mm-hmm. uh, next, next steps and starting a family planning yep. and. Uh, Murphy's going back to school, and we're able to cash flow that. So I mean, it's just like on so, and on yeah. and on. Like, there's just so much that has opened up to us, and I think just now, like seven months later, we're really starting to see, like, wow, like there's just a whole other world out there, and yeah. it's just so cool mm-hmm. um, to have those options. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I like that you said that because I mean, uh, you know, like I said, we paid off our our debt pretty quickly. And I mean, we're coming up on four years now of being debt free and there are still days where we'll do something. And I just go, wow, like all that work for those 16 months, the, the hard sacrifices that we made. They were all worth it, right? Like Mm -hmm. my wife, she just went back to school. She just finished her principal certification. We've gone on like six vacations this year, all cash flow. You know, we bought a brand. You know, we bought a new car. Like all these incredible things. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because I do want the listeners to understand that, like, yes, the journey is hard, right? Mm -hmm. It does take a lot out of you, but what you get on the other side of that journey makes every single sacrifice so worth it and it happens really quickly like it's not something where you got to wait 10 years before you nope. see the effects like nope. you start to feel it like once once you pay off that debt and you know you guys' number was like 3833 i mean that the next month that's not going to debt that gets to nope. stay with you right Very so true. like Very true. You know, just imagine the possibilities that you could have you know, if you were debt free and, and you got to keep your cash flow. And so you did mention that you guys were getting ready to start investing. I mean, what what are some of the strategies that you're considering as you plan to build wealth for yourselves going forward?
2: Yeah, there's two things that we're thinking about, uh, mutual funds, investing in mutual funds, you know, also the stock market and also um potentially, you know, obviously buying a home, but property uh or should I say um investment property down the road too. So those those avenues of investment properties, obviously, our home, primary residence, and and just investing in the stock market. Those three things are three avenues in which you know the financial um, vehicles that we'll be um, embarking upon. Because it's just you know we want to take advantage of everything that, that's out there that allows us to grow our wealth. And ultimate goal is not only to spend and invest, but most 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 definitely thing we want to do is give, give right. spontaneously, have people um, help people in regards to their financial situation, and just really show them how it can be done. So those those avenues and then investing and in, in giving back is what we'll are um, be planning on
1: doing. So, Gotcha. That sounds great, man. That's yeah. exciting. I'm excited for you guys going forward. I mean, first, of all, let me say I have enjoyed talking to you guys so much. I've laughed a lot, smiled a lot. Yeah. And I've been inspired myself just by mm-hmm. the grit and perseverance that you guys displayed, paying off that much debt. Over that length of time. Right. Because Mm -hmm. people see our story, you know, that we paid off sixty one thousand in sixteen months and they go, whoa, that's crazy. That's awesome. And that's. But for me, it says even more about somebody to stick to a journey for four Mm -hmm. or five years and continue to grind it out over the long term like that. I'm more impressed by those stories Mm -hmm. than I am the people who paid off one hundred thousand in eight months. So, kudos to you guys again for sticking that out. But no, I did want to give you both the opportunity to share um, where people can find you. If they've been inspired by your story today and they want to latch onto you and follow you as you guys go on this wealth building journey, mm-hmm. where can people find you guys?
0: Yeah, so mainly we hang out on IG, uh, Fit and Funds, F I T N F U um, N D S, also on Twitter, on Facebook uh youtube mm-hmm. uh i think we have a tiktok now so it's just fit and funds <laughs> i think yeah. fit and funds on uh tiktok is mm-hmm. 061210 mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different but um yes and then also our website too dot com.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: Well, hey, Mel and Murph, thank you both for stopping by the neighborhood and sharing your journey with us today. I'm going to be sure to link to your website and all of your social media profiles in the show notes, which all of you neighbors can find at winningtowealthcom slash episode 16. But if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button to catch even more episodes just like this one in the future. Also, if you have a goal to be better with money yourself this year, be sure to download our money guide at com slash guide. That is com slash guide for our money guide, which will help you make better financial decisions this year. But thanks again, Melon Murph, for stopping by and thank you, neighbors, for tuning in to another episode of the Wealthy Neighbor Show. We'll talk soon.